Safety first. Using performance improvement to enhance timeout compliance and prevent wrong site surgery. By Margaret Emily Vance and others. In 2008, the World Health Organization introduced the Surgical Safety Checklist, which includes a pause or timeout to address important concepts related to surgical patient safety before beginning operative and other invasive procedures. The timeout is an integral part of the Universal Protocol for Preventing Wrong Site, Wrong Procedure, Wrong Person Surgery that is one of the Joint Commission's 2021 National Patient Safety Goals. However, patients continue to experience wrong site, wrong procedure, and wrong person surgery, which reveals that although organization leaders implement safety protocols, there still are inconsistencies and a lack of adherence to the standard. Available data can provide perioperative leaders and nurses with the number of wrong site surgeries reported each year, but there are limitations because the reporting of these sentinel events is voluntary. Although the actual number of wrong site surgeries is unknown, perioperative team members should recognize that even one wrong site surgery is too many. The OR suite is a high-risk, high-acuity environment that requires perioperative nurses to be vigilant and advocate for patients. At a minimum, the Joint Commission requires personnel to complete a timeout immediately before operative and other invasive procedures and verify the patient's identity, surgical site, including site marking, and procedure to be performed. Perioperative nurses often encounter a lack of team member participation, multiple distractions, and rushing during the timeout. The Pennsylvania Patient Safety Authority reported 38 wrong site surgeries during the 2018-2019 academic year. A review of reports from 178 healthcare facilities in Pennsylvania between 2015 and 2019 indicated that 116 wrong site surgeries occurred. Of those events, the top three procedure groups reported, in descending order, were spinal, biopsy, and injections. That is, anesthetic and pain blocks, steroids, and radiation tracers and therapy. Data indicate that communication failures were the leading cause of 759, 69%, of 1,102 wrong patient, wrong site, wrong procedure events reported to the Joint Commission between 2004 and 2014. Wrong site surgery can have a major effect on patient outcomes, length of stay, and hospital costs. Third-party payers in the United States spend an estimated $1.3 billion on malpractice payments for surgical never events between 1990 and 2010. As a result, the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services began denying hospital reimbursement claims for complications related to wrong site surgery in 2009. Healthcare leaders strive to develop and maintain high-reliability organizations that embody a culture of safety. In high-reliability organizations, healthcare professionals proactively seek out, recognize, and respond to patient safety concerns to prevent harmful events. All staff members should feel comfortable speaking up about safety problems. The AORN, Guideline for Team Communication, recommends that facility leaders employ administrative measures, for example, open communication, adequate staff member scheduling, 
to encourage staff members to actively engage and support a culture of safety. Encouraging perioperative team members to communicate safety concerns reduces the patient's risk of experiencing adverse events. At Pennsylvania Hospital, PAH, part of the University of Pennsylvania Health System, perioperative services division leaders decided to assess the current state of the timeout process. The division comprises cardiology services, interventional radiology, endoscopy services, ambulatory surgery, inpatient surgery, pain management, and gamma knife radiosurgery. In the 28 ORs of the PAH main OR suite, personnel provide perioperative care for approximately 13,300 patients undergoing surgery each year across a variety of surgical specialties, including orthopedics, otolaryngology, neurosurgery, gynecology, urology, spine general colorectal plastic breast and vascular surgery, and robotics. Perioperative personnel are required to perform a timeout before each procedure. Because perioperative nurses play an integral role in recognizing patient safety issues and providing real-time feedback, the PAH perioperative nurses are responsible for leading the timeouts. In January 2019, the PAH Perioperative Services Division's leadership team, that is, Performance Improvement Advisor and Clinical Coordinators, Managers and Educators, and select RNs who showed interest and a comprehensive understanding of the existing Universal Protocol Policy, completed initial paper audits to monitor the quality of timeouts and associated behavioral indicators. The auditors scored the timeouts in multiple categories. For example, team participation, site-marking visibility, use of primary source document. If results in one of the categories showed a deviation from the standard, the leaders considered the audit as a compliance failure. The data collection period spanned eight weeks in January and February 2019. The goal for each participating leader included conducting five audits per day, five days per week. The leaders randomly selected procedures to audit and submitted the completed forms to the Performance Improvement Advisor, who aggregated and analyzed the data. In 40% of the audits, at least one essential element of the timeout was not addressed, as defined by the PAH Universal Protocol Policy. This result was in direct conflict with the division's goal of 100% compliance. The leaders convened an interdisciplinary team comprising leaders from the OR and procedural areas to further investigate the causes of the lack of compliance and develop solutions for performance improvement, for example, an education and implementation plan. Causes of Poor Timeout Compliance During the timeout, perioperative personnel should stop all activities so that every surgical team member can focus on the components of the protocol. The interdisciplinary team members evaluated audit data and determined that the most common causes of timeout noncompliance were 1. Failure to suspend activities 2. Not using two patient identifiers 3. Not using the consent as the primary source document and 4. Lack of active surgeon engagement the team also identified themes related to noncompliance, such as staff members feeling rushed and intimidated. The team determined that one of the root causes of noncompliance was an outdated policy that did not reflect current regulatory standards, 
It was also apparent that there was no strong culture among nurses to stop the line during the timeout when concerns arose. This highlighted the lack of a structured and effective way to communicate safety concerns within the perioperative hierarchy because there was no clear escalation plan for non-compliant behavior. Strategies to Consider The interdisciplinary team sought to reconfigure the timeout process and create a culture of safety that empowers all perioperative team members to stop the line the moment that they identify any discrepancy during the timeout. The leaders used the preliminary audit data as a baseline to improve the timeout process. The interdisciplinary team members determined that the key stakeholders should be included in the improvement process. To engage stakeholders, the team began the discussion in a forum in which surgeons, the chief of surgery, the vice president of perioperative services, and a member of the safety team were present. This meeting allowed the interdisciplinary team to garner support across multiple departments for developing an acceptable solution for the non-compliance problem. Based on the identified causes of non-compliance, the interdisciplinary team members and additional key stakeholders decided to revise the PAH Universal Protocol policy verbiage to align more closely with the Universal Protocol. After finalizing the policy revisions, a team of perioperative clinical nurse education specialists collaborated with perioperative leaders to develop an education plan that included data on national and regional wrong site procedures and a discussion of safety trends in the perioperative services division. The education specialists discussed essential elements of the revised policy and used online polling to determine what staff members believed was the biggest barrier to adhering to the protocol. Additionally, the education specialists introduced the staff members to elements of the Team Steps Essential course and provided information on facilitating communication in procedural areas. The perioperative leaders developed an escalation plan to provide a consistent approach for staff members to address issues related to noncompliance with the revised PAH Universal Protocol Policy. The education specialists worked with the perioperative leaders to address competency assessment across all three skill domains, that is, technical, critical thinking, interpersonal. Using principles of Malcolm Knowles's adult learning theory, for example, providing relevant education with applicable scenarios, the leaders and education specialists sought to incorporate interactive methods of education and validation that would be valuable to the participants. The education specialists realized that there was a lack of ongoing formal education for experienced professionals on wrong site surgery and developed an education plan that promoted inclusion of all participant roles, that is, perioperative nurses, anesthesia professionals, surgeons, technologists, and allowed participants to share their perceptions of barriers to timeout compliance in real time. The education plan included 1. Interactive interdisciplinary education sessions 2. Recording the in-person sessions and uploading the videos to the Penn Medicine Intranet for staff members who could not attend the sessions 3. A quiz, for example, paper and pencil, online for staff members to complete after attending or viewing the education session 4. Targeted education sessions for the staff members on inpatient nursing units to address performing timeouts before bedside procedures and provide additional information on team steps, 
including a consistent escalation plan for managing noncompliance. And five, visual tools with standardized language for each timeout participant in all procedural areas. This multimodal education approach also allowed leaders to respond to staff members' concerns immediately, identify staff members' knowledge gaps, and provide remediation to the participant groups as a whole. The leadership team used the quiz scores to track staff member completion of the education session. The completion of the preliminary timeout audits, aligned with the yearly unit-based nursing competency cycle topic selection, a part of Donna Wright's model for competency assessment. The nursing leadership and education team members identified timeout compliance as a high-risk competency topic because of its regulatory nature, the potential for patient harm, and the newly updated policy. Therefore, the leaders determined that including a timeout competency was a high priority. After the education sessions, the leadership team members conducted routine random audits using online survey software to determine the effectiveness of the timeout compliance initiative. The online format enhanced ease of use and resulted in an increased number of audits submitted each week to help leaders closely monitor timeout compliance. Initially, leaders identified that the timeout compliance failure reason, quote, other activities not suspended, end quote, was trending higher than the other reasons. To clarify the reason why staff members were not suspending other activities and determine ways to address it, the leaders added a subcategory, quote, role of individual not suspending activities, end quote, to the survey. This additional survey item allowed the leaders to track and identify the job positions of the staff members, for example, surgical technologist, surgeon, who did not comply with the policy. The leaders also were able to follow up with the individual staff members working in these identified roles and either provide them with additional education information or discuss accountability. The leaders used spreadsheet software to categorize their observations and analyze and stratify the data. For example, by department, failure reason, role, appropriately. When leaders did not complete the goal of five audits per day, the performance improvement advisor began sending an email in the middle of the week that included the number of audit submissions per auditor to the managers responsible for overseeing the auditors. The performance improvement advisor also began sending a weekly email to each perioperative leader that included details. For example, overall timeout compliance rate, number of audits per department, and failure reasons by department. The perioperative executive leadership team began displaying timeout compliance data periodically during division-wide leadership team meetings. Additional strategies helped to promote ongoing timeout compliance. In October 2019, the Performance Improvement Advisor began providing the leaders of each department with unit-level compliance data to post on each department safety huddle board for staff members to review. In November 2019, leaders began sharing compliance data each week at one of the daily perioperative services huddles. Although some procedural areas, for example, the PAH Spine Center, were not included in the initial rollout of the project, they were eventually added to the compliance survey. Perioperative leaders should encourage and participate in ongoing monitoring and address any subsequent instances of continued noncompliance. After the policy revision, education sessions, competency verification, 
and ongoing timeout auditing at PAH. There has been a sustained compliance of 83% or higher for all elements of the Universal Protocol Policy. Takeaways for perioperative nurses Perioperative nurses should speak up when they identify concerns about any activities occurring in the perioperative environment that may result in patient safety events, for example, wrong site surgery. Such concerns may include the use of outdated policies that do not support best practices and current regulations, as well as personnel being inattentive during procedural steps designed to protect patients, for example, timeouts. Nurses should participate in educational activities related to patient safety events and complete required competencies according to their unit's protocol. Takeaways for leaders and educators Perioperative leaders and educators should encourage staff members to speak up about work practices that may result in sentinel events, for example, wrong site surgery, and convene an interdisciplinary team to work on a performance improvement plan for the identified concern. The team should use baseline data to identify causative elements and propose a solution. The improvement process may involve policy and procedure revisions and associated staff member education. When developing educational sessions on the new processes and assisting leaders with competency assessment, educators should use adult learning concepts and provide the information in a variety of formats. After educational sessions and competency assessment, leaders should continue to monitor compliance with new processes and address any deficiencies as they occur. Effective communication, use of the performance improvement process, and ongoing monitoring with timely follow-up should help perioperative leaders and educators foster a culture of safety in their facilities.